0: Welcome back, you're in the Gold Room, presented by Will Strickland and Parker Stone.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, you're now in... you're
0: in the gold room.
1: Uh, I'm at uh Will App State <laughs> i'm
0: Parker, the App State Con Enforcer. I'm
1: holding a microphone this time, and I'll explain in just a moment. Because of that, Parker, would you mind opening my Fresca and cracking it open on the the mic here? I'll, I'll put it. Oh, let's put it in between both mics, really. Fuck get you guys get both. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh baby, you're not in a. IMAX 4DX showing of Transformers. Oh no. You're, You're in the in... gold room. <laughs> uh, okay. The, the reason we have a different mic setup this time around, you may have heard him snickering in the background. <laughs> He's uh, known to
0: be a known snickerer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have our, our good friend, recently self doxxed, gentlemen, and ladies, ladies, gentlemen, everything else. Recently self doxxed, unmasked. We have Dusty Corns himself. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Dusty Corns, everyone. How's it going? Again, I can't glad, clap. Glad to be here.
2: <laughs> Thank you for being here. I want the people to know at home that the Gold Room's walls are white.
1: Dude, now people are going to be able to locate what?
0: us What? Why would you say that? Why would you say that? You don't. No. I don't know anybody else has white
2: walls. I'm here to tell the truth.
1: See, now everyone knows that there's a balcony
2: no what
1: from the the previous episodes i didn't say that clearly you have not been keeping
2: up i didn't say that he didn't
1: even know we recorded outside that's
2: crazy that's crazy jesus what's crazy is that as a listener you don't necessarily know that's a balcony you just think you're outside i thought you were a picnic table ah fuck
0: (laughs) huh he makes a good point he makes a good...
1: Anyways, point. we are here to uh, do a little basketball preseason preview. Uh, we were planning on doing this remotely, doing it over Zoom or something, but uh, through fortunate happenstance, we actually have our good we're friend... We're not so unfortunate. Right, well, unfortunate <laughs> for our friend Dusty here.
2: Uh, but, what
1: Do you want to go by Dusty? or Yeah, or how, how Cameron, should we address Cam? you? What? You can do
2: that. It's at Dusty Corns on Twitter. Give me a follow if you care about at basketball. <laughs> Yeah, call me Dusty so the people don't get confused.
1: Okay, I'm Dusty. Okay, it. Dusty. Yeah. Um. So so fortunate happenstance for us, unfortunate for Dusty here. Dusty is in town. Uh, Parker sent me a text. Uh, Cam said, uh, or excuse me, Dusty said that uh, I found myself in Gastonia, which is always a not. That's yeah. Not that's never. Good.
0: That's never a good a start. A good start to any story. No. Uh, <laughs> so but, I find myself in Gastonia.
1: But there's going to be a, a happy ending to this story. It's, what happened?
2: Yeah, so... <laughs> I am from Gastonia. Nothing good happens there. They're correct. Um, but I currently live in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, my wife is in law Louisville? school. Louisville? It Louisville. is not Louisville. They will slice you in the streets. Oh, oh, they that do not, not play around either. there. Louisville. Have you, you ever went? visited Louisville? Because it well, is a it place. It doesn't sound like
1: I'd be welcome because I said oh, Louisville. Yeah
2: not if you go there okay <laughs> <serve me>? so <laughs> i do give some money to the university of louisville but their law division <laughs> their law division whoa whoa you wanted to go to
0: the you opened up what? by talking about donating to a what? different school i do I not donate that this the is
2: tuition money i don't oh, donate i support via participation. I go to Louisville games. I used to cheer on Sat, but I always wear black and gold. I never wear anything Louisville. It's just out of proximity. Dog, you told me you vetted this this <laughs> I will be better. And so last year a certain basketball ahead, team a certain basketball team came to town and what I was in a really good position to go see them win an Georgia ACC Tech.
1: game. Georgia Tech. What are you talking about, Georgia Tech? There's an App State podcast.
2: No. It was that. That's besides the point. So the right. story is is that <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Dusty had some car problems. Oh. One died a couple months ago.
1: Mrs. Dusty died?
2: No, no, no. The one car. of the cars died. Doofus. Got, Got it. And then the other one was wrecked. Not by me. We love you, Mrs. Dusty. Oh, it was, but it wasn't her fault. It wasn't her fault. Let me get the record straight. Y'all are laughing. It's serious. Sorry. Yeah, very serious. Yeah, very serious. And so was the insurance claim. So God bless. Hey, hey, Hey. God bless. What do you got? The general? (laughs) Why would you ever assume that somebody's car insurance is good marketing? I do like basketball, and Shaq's on the commercials. Or right. used to be. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they.
0: He's got some charge. type of yeah, uh, but like CP three on. and every other dude that plays on his teams gets, gets yeah. the State Farm commercials. So how did that lead
1: to you being in Gas House?
2: Gas House is home. Mm. So I had a I had the opportunity to buy a car from a friend of a friend. It was a seemingly good deal. What kind of car? It was a two thousand Jeep Grand Cherokee. But it only had 143,000 miles. It was a gentleman that had taken it to the same body shop for the entire life of the vehicle. Oh, he could give you a piece of paper for every oil change, every brake okay. job. Okay, so it was well taken care of. Right? Yeah, you, you would. And uh, I didn't know him personally, but may God rest his soul. He's passed on. Yeah. And his wife was trying to get rid of the car. Had a pretty good deal on a car that's been seemingly well taken care of so i flew home on a sunday (laughs) side note to that is that landed at like one and the panthers won this is the only time i've been in the state during a panthers game this season he makes a good point i just i'm I'm only just pointing out things that are happening to me in the story right Right. so well i'm going back tomorrow oh
1: playoff ends Playoff on ends now. Bryce really got to do it on his own, man.
2: (laughs) All right, anyway. (laughs) So, came and bought the car. I had to go to the DMV, the tag office in Gastonia. It's in the food court of the mall in Gastonia.
0: No way.
2: Dead on. I'm serious. I had had to take a number.
0: What's what's that that, that mall
2: called? Uh... Well, it's, it's held a couple names in my life, well, that's uh, but East Ridge. it's East Ridge. But so the thing yeah. about malls is that it's always a direction and then some sort of something of Geological. Oh. Ridge. There was Westfield, North Lake, yeah, North Lake Mall South Park. Yeah. This is Carolina serious. Place. It's Yeah. I mean, that's close. <laughs> Carolina's is right. a direction. So I flew there from Louisville. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs>
1: So you get the car, you go to the food court, get a slice to eat, get your tags, hop in the car, and head back home,
2: right? Yeah, I was headed to Louisville today. I was going to just drive on through and uh, stopped for gas in Kings Mountain, which is just right. I I needed to get going, and then I realized I hadn't put gas in the car yet, so I needed to let's get going, you know, let's put some gas in, and let's get moving. So I did that. The next city is Shelby. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is... Home of Is Booby.
1: Shout out Is Booby, uh Saudi Arabian Prince. Booby. Yes, 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 yes. Right.
2: Young Booby from the Shell. So I went to go see my boy.
1: That's what the locals call <laughs> Jalen Moore. Young Booby from the Shell.
2: <laughs> Situations. Gotta look it up on see, see Spotify. The, the, That's a lyric. <laughs>
0: This is going to be a goofy conversation between the three of us, because we can speak in so many stupid Run. app references, have have like, it, it's Booby being a
2: Saudi Arabian prince. <laughs> you had to be there. It's been a while since we've used that one. Um, so, the car starts shaking. I'm Uh-oh. not sure why. It wasn't a brake thing. It wasn't a gas thing. It was like a... I don't know. Maybe...
1: Hey, you ain't a mechanic. We
2: all went to app, and it wasn't for <laughs> mechanic. For car, <core. laughs> I got my degree in car. Right. No, actually, th-
0: we did. A- I took an auto shop class as part of my theater performance degree. They do it we do everything.
2: What a diverse
0: degree. Right. Well, yeah, because most of us will be driving cars that break down a lot. Mm-hmm. Assume an actor.
2: True. Good point. How many app state classifieds posts have y'all seen for which? body shop in town to use that's a good point yeah body shop muffler
0: shop or just like a general like don't go to mr. tire post i feel like there's a
1: lot of those so the car just just kind of shits out well so no
2: it really doesn't it's just shaking like it and it happened mostly when i was going like shelby is when you start to get like the first little piece of the foothills for like the southern part when you head towards Asheville rather Boone, you get them like the first little besides crowders right it happens in shelby and so, what I, I it didn't matter if I was ex- like going up the hill, down the hill, just starts shaking. And I can't tell if it's the wheels or if it's the engine. I don't know.
1: Just turn that music up loud, baby. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're rocking.
2: It's a 2000, I told you. We're rocking with a CD player and a cassette tape. Yes, sir. A, yes. And I don't have either in the car yet because oh. it's brand new. So, so I was actually you? rocking with the Bluetooth speaker. It was nice. I was, oh, it was man, making it work. All right. Yeah, you look But, uh, I realized that if it's having problems on these hills, I have to drive through the mountains of North Carolina and Tennessee to get to some flat part to get two mountains in Kentucky. And that's a seven-hour trek. Yeah. Of shaking. And it was already 1 p.m. Yeah. And I was going to miss this via Zoom, like, that way. Or I was, like... So it was just... Yeah, I, I decided that I didn't want to be stuck somewhere in right. between Asheville and Knoxville. Cause <laughs> beautiful, beautiful I mean, area
0: of the country. You never
2: know where you're going to wind it's up. It actually is probably one of the most beautiful areas of the country, I'd it is. say. It is a really nice... But it's not a place that I want to be stuck with nowhere to stay.
0: No, it's not It's not mm-hmm. one of the more populated areas of the country. No.
2: Beautiful, yes, but I'd have been sleeping with the black people.
1: Okay, and so how'd you wind up back here? You get a ride back.
2: No, you... I got the car back. You drove the car back. You drove a car back from Shelby to Gastonia, the you gas sh- house. Sh- shook it home. It
1: to the, to the shop. It back to the Same factory. shop. Yeah.
2: It's always worked on it. So
1: that paperwork didn't mean shit. <laughs> Apparently <laughs>
2: not. But also, I want to give the car some credit. We oh. don't know how long, if he was sick, or if, how long it's been since the right. his wife was ready to move. So... I'm thinking maybe it was sitting for a while. And also Yeah, it could be bad gas. As the story gas. goes, all he did was just drive around Gastonia and so if, like first time I take it and it could be bad gas too, Parker, you're right. Because I if had just put new gas in. If it's sitting. Yeah. Oh
1: in the, the You should have started sucking the gas out.
2: Yeah. Maybe so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah just siphon,
2: siphon it out into the street.
1: I mean into I don't know if you have a bottle. <laughs> Or someone, probably, someone else needs gas, you can probably say, hey, I'll give you gas. See that sign right there, 320 gallon? Come over here. I'll drop that 50% off, dog. I'll give you everything in my tank right now.
0: <laughs> if you off. can suck it if out. you can
1: siphon with your mouth, the gas out of my tank, you get it half off. Not even free. Half. Half. I think it was a missed money-making opportunity. So now that you're here, I think <laughs> I fate it. has brought us together. Yeah,
0: now that we're 12 minutes into this podcast. Yes,
1: we want to say much love to the gentleman who owned the vehicle. His spirit was watching over all three of us today. and Yes, us and, and together.
0: Together. really has brought us all together. That's right. Oh, us yeah. together.
1: So let's talk something much more important, App State basketball. Let's get down to brass tacks. Yes. Right? Yes. Oh, uh, the hype around App State basketball this year is weird because it's very good. Uh, second in the coaches' poll, number one in the Ken Palm rankings, above the likes of JMU, JMU. Um, Marshall. It's, it's just yeah. – to, it's really – I don't know how to react because I've never had this it, experience. It,
0: talking talking about it, like, we last week we did a whole segment talking about how the Sun Belt hasn't gotten any better in football, really. It's just, like, a, a missed reality.
1: It's just a flip. Top it
0: actually – to the additions did make basketball much better. The JMU, Marshall, Southern Miss, ODU additions definitely increased the, the conference's basketball, uh, right. you know, merits.
1: Right. So what we want to do is – Dusty is, is – Quite literally, a resident expert on the the basketball team. We, I would say, Parker and I are more just uh, we just roll with the vibes, right? Uh, but wow, Dusty's, don't call me a casual man. I'm not saying we're casuals. We're we're diehard vibers, right? <laughs> like, we're vibing. <laughs> we do we do diehard vibe, but I dusty dusty knows the faces, the names, the personalities, the transfers, the skills, the coaches, yada yada yada. He knows his program like the back of his hand, and like like how he knows how That's to say the word too much. Uh, So, let's just start (laughs) off. First thing, Dusty, your impressions of looking back on last season, going into this season, what do you think are some of the biggest positives that are coming back, some of the biggest things that we can keep going forward with, and some of the things that are a must fix, a must change
2: for the program? Yeah. So, we we start with the roster. So, the I guess to include we have seven because we're keeping Bryant um, in a very important role. I love our fellas. Um, fellas. So we'll start with Bryant. So we, we got to retain, I think at this point he is a graduate. Um, very similar, I would assume, to what uh, Muse did um, in trying to just secure a job at Wichita, Wichita State. Um, hey. shout out to my boy Muse. Shout it's shout amazing.
0: out to him. I'm very I'm very excited I get to get see him uh I get to see him later this year. I'm, I'm I'm gonna be pumped.
2: And then the year before that was Jimmy Baker who ended up at Alabama and has kind of risen in I mean he's still with the program but I mean as far as his notoriety I would assume it's risen quite a bit. Um so shout out to the fellas We're going to start with the 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 foundation of the roster. I I really believe that. Um and so then we're gonna go to you know the guys that are coming back this year that were major contributors um, in the past couple years specifically last year Um, Donovan Gregory it goes without saying um, he's a he's the captain it's his fifth year Don has played on every single coach Kearns app team that we've had thus far this would be his fifth of five years uh, Terrence, Harcum, coming back, um, he made the most three-pointers. He had over 63s last year. Um, in my opinion, I think Terrence took a big step during the season last year. I think he started with kind of low fan expectations and kind of proved himself to be stable yep. and consistent. Um, so, Just like a line leader does. Mm. Like a line leader. That's and the I- unfortunate thing about that for him from a perspective – like for for people, you know, ooh.
1: I think another good thing about Terrence is Punks. that um, he did out of everyone. I think he had the mi- the biggest offensive jump. He had the biggest offensive improvement midseason. Yes, yeah, our, he definitely well, yeah. took over some games. Yeah.
2: I think from for Terrence, um, he's got big shoes to fill coming into this year because people are going to look to him to continue to be consistent. Um, and so that's going to be something that he's going to have to, you know, really you know, make sure that he's he's ready to go every night, depending on regardless of who we're playing. Rather, um, next is C.J. Huntley. Um, dude's had a crazy off season, yep. off the uh, I guess both on and off the court. Um, went to the Dame Lillard camp. That's the only one can really talk about. The biggest takeaway from that for me is that Kearns has said in multiple interviews that he's got NBA coaches calling him about C.J. They said six teams have reached out to App State Basketball because of what CJ has did at the Dame Camp. God damn. It's about time we (laughs) had a Mountaineer in the league. CJ Huntley, CJ Huntley. He's got some of the intangibles that you need to to move on. He still needs, I would say, probably to put on a little weight, but Mm -hmm. he has consistently put on more weight from season to season. Definitely. Um, He was like – he was – Point three 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 percent from the three point Ooh. line.
1: That's the bat number.
2: Three to the fourth? <laughs> Rest I'm Missing in peace.
1: one missing one digit. One digit. <laughs> you can
0: you can um. just keep going. It's repeating.
2: So yeah, I think CJ I mean, he, at this point <laughs> we're blessed to have depth and that those you know, lengthy positions so yep. we don't need CJ to be the guy every night or even every time down the court. He can go out and shoot his threes and do his thing. Um so that actually leads me to my boy Mantis. Now, Mantis. Money. I'm going to do him Mantis. Mantis. <laughs> That's
1: why opponents be here when he's got
2: some threes. So he did have the highest three-point percentage last year. So Terrence made the most threes Chris had the highest three-point percentage, which yeah. I think is a really interesting stat because we watched Chris go hot and cold last year. Yeah. Oh, there were I mean, times just where that... he would doubt himself, yeah. and he, I think, was like third or fourth in threes made, which I think is like, it's really interesting to think that he had the most, or he had the highest percentage, but because of some of the on-court, off-court, or the hot and cold, rather, yeah. he ended up with less than well, and even and CJ, I think.
0: Think about, like... Think about the Charlotte game for, that for exactly, Mantis. That's, that's the best example. Never. Like he I will could, never forget. Yeah. He, he not, could not miss. Like, that was unbelievable to be there in person and see because it was just, like, effortless. Yeah. And then the second half, I don't think he hit a point. He barely played.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that's I, – I think everyone agrees Mantis' next step is that consistency. We it, don't need him dropping 40 a night. Right. You
2: know, His roommate's the line leader, and the boys got legal, the legal. shot. Right, the right. boys got, No, that's not what I'm saying. You're gonna have some chemistry. You're gonna have some chemistry there. Yeah. Chris yeah. has a stroke when shooting the basketball, yep. and if he can, exactly what y'all said, if he can just stay consistent and feed off of your other guards, um, I, I think he'll be electric and just like a real weapon. Like, yeah.
0: oh, and that's you know him coming out of Indiana and being the the scorer he was in high school. You know, it's just been – there's been a couple times where it's been getting the weight on. You know, defensively, especially his freshman year, he, he sometimes would get a little lost in kind of the rotation or whatever. And, and towards the end of last season, you know, it, it, the scoring, it wasn't always consistently there. But there, the end of the Chris Mantis can't be on the court for certain stretches, I think. It, it has, right. has run its course. It's done. Right. He's a guy that will start – and play very, very consistent minutes for the, for the Mountaineers.
1: Yeah, that's what I. Uh, that's that's what I'm hoping. I think mean, that's that's that next step we're talking about: getting Definitely. consistent minutes, staying in clutch moments. Because his defense is a little bit of a of a, a weak spot. So well, I mean, that's a and and that's
0: kind of you know defensively, it's a little bit of a tweener where you know he doesn't have the he did not in past years have the size to be able to guard forwards yeah. real physically, right. but he's a little too big, a little not quick enough to guard you know small guys. You know, let's. This year, take a step.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, who else we got after Mantis? Who, who's a who else is a, an All Star coming back?
2: Block God, Justin Absin, the Block, the block
0: God. God, yo BG.
2: Seventy blocks last season.
0: That's crazy. That that is not something had, they teach them. He, he had more blocks than our highest three point shooter had three point baskets made. And
1: blocks are like pretty rare.
0: Not for him not for him they're incredibly common
1: yeah justin i hadn't seen a since you know jim fox 2015 ish i didn't see a freshman make a statement like justin Absen had made all year right all year right. he didn't have that one game where it was like oh damn justin absent gonna be good next year even in all in, season
0: in college basketball as a whole it's so rare to see freshmen come in and their things defense yeah. You see it a lot where you got you got guys that, you know, can come in as freshmen, they're really good facilitators or they're really really good scorers, but to have a guy come in and to be able to physically dominate opponents on the glass like unbelievably
2: special to see.
1: Yeah. So what what are your highlights about uh about the big AB Justin Abson?
2: What he did on defense last year is hard to argue with. According to what I saw, he also led the team in rebounds. Um Jeez. And, more God, more God, <laughs> and CJ is right there behind him. But I mean, Justin, I I don't know how we kept him this off season after right. such a promising, yeah, and just being so slow, He was, a, I'm pretty sure he was a zero star coming out of high school. They didn't even rank him, and he ended up here. I, I'm not gonna pretend I know where he's from. He was. I, he's yeah, from I'm Pompano right. Beach, Florida. I we thought he was up. from Florida, but he I was, I wasn't. Was he gonna, top
1: five, top ten in the nation in blocks?
2: At one point, he was leading all. I'm I'm pretty sure he led the NCAA for freshmen. He led. Jesus, cut this part. We're not cutting it. This is a golden podcast. We don't cut anything. anything. I told y'all about my day, so I'm gonna stumble on some words. Um, As far as the NCAA goes, uh, I'm pretty sure that he led all freshmen in blocks for the majority, if not the entire season.
1: Damn, that's crazy. I think – now, what are your thoughts on this? I think his next step is he's got to be more consistent scorer.
2: Yeah, but I don't feel like we need him from two. I mean, if he wants to add that to his game, we're not going to – I wouldn't say no. Um, but if he can take those rebounds and put them back in, like I want to see you like g-
1: – Just like consistently. pro like yeah.
2: just blow people's minds – like. I will, like, getting rebounds and putting them back in like I do on 2K.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. So, I've got his season stats pulled up here. He was 16th in the nation in blocks. Got it. Um, but was so crazy. He averaged 5.9 rebounds a game. Some of the guys that are just ahead of him in, in that, Victor Bafuto, ULM.
1: Bafuto, our boy.
0: Kevin Samuel, South Alabama. So, I mean, the, the Sun Belt has some, yeah. some rim protectors in the yeah. conference. Yeah.
1: And top ten. I mean, you're looking at Duke, Virginia, West Virginia, Cincy, Florida. You're looking at fantastic. Uh,
0: Indiana, yeah, yeah, Mizzou.
1: So I think he was. I mean, that's got to be just a, a huge shout out to the staff to find right. Justin, get him to come, get him was to there? stay after he gets right. Uh, undoubtedly, got some nil. I mean, calls look at that. It, some it, other schools, right?
0: He he's 16th. He's ahead of Zach Eadie at 19. Who Zach Eadie is is. You know, regarded as being one of the you know best defending big men's that college basketball's seen in the last. I bet decade. Justin
1: Absen will to lose to a sixteen
0: seed. No, Justin Absen yeah. actually he Justin Absen has never lost to a sixteen seed.
1: I think it's pretty clear which of the two are better. We'll leave it at that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and the, one's from Canada, cool. and that makes uh, yeah.
1: yeah. That's, you know, that's worth considering as well. Uh, let that... me hear about our boy X he's what like, you got what's the intel you got on Xavier on brown
2: bottom of this list factor. top of my heart oh love this guy a 37 and a half inch standing vertical is what this man is bringing to the table at six foot three like that's crazy yeah. he all all he needs is to fix his shot if yes. this man can shoot consistently. There is no reason why he can't go the next level. He has, no. he, like I said that about, about CJ a little bit ago, that he's got all these intangibles. CJ's are like height and like arm length and finger length specifically. Right. Xavier tops can get him in the NBA if he can also provide a shooting percentage of yes. just average. And average.
0: that's like that's like a guy who ha- would have like dunk
2: contest potential. Yes. Yeah. Not potential. The man can. Like a, a man, <laughs> what
1: was it Mac Clung? What's his name?
2: Max Mc, Mac McClung? Mac, 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 Mac McClung,
1: McClung. Yeah. yes. He, he's uh, he's like on that level. Right. I think mean, we have always joked among ourselves of X could shoot like 50% from the free throw.
2: He's in the Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. the other thing that he but <laughs> like The
1: free throws are kind of like watching Rubino cook a, kick a field goal. It's like, let's well, just not... Hold our breath on this one. You know, let's assume we're moving forward without this point.
0: So, Xavion Brown, his free throw percentage, for, for those at home that maybe didn't watch the full season, uh, 36.2% Yeah, from, from the foul Two. line. Which is, for a guard, for any position regardless, is is just awful. Yeah. But for a guard, is <laughs> really not good. But... He's it's, a presence, it, though, and that's the it, thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's defensively, too. It,
2: yes. Specifically yes. defensively. And just, like, being able to jump in front of balls that are getting passed through lanes mm-hmm. and, yeah. like, steal rebounds from dudes that are significantly taller than you. Like, he, right, is. Like he really does put the ball in the right spot, but... Yeah. Yeah. All I, I want to see is those numbers go up, and I yes. want to see him go up for him. Like I, I know he doesn't like shooting that low on the free-throw line. Yeah, like, nah.
1: I know. want X on the court as much as possible, but in order to do that, he's got to increase the productivity and more beyond. You know, The defense is great, but he's got to get some points. right? right. He's and, in that position, and with his athleticism, he's got to put up points.
0: Just looking at the stats, too, something else I'd like to see from him. Xavier uh, Brown has never made a three-point. He has attempted one in his career. Last year what? was the only time he's ever attempted a three-point. Oh,
1: my God. You're right.
0: So, not saying he needs he to turn until – He played
1: 32 games last year.
2: And yes, shot one. He's played he in
1: 54 games at App, and he's shot
2: one yes. three-pointer. So, of those, all those guys that I just listed, only one of them played 31 games, and it was Don. And I assume mm. he was tweaked or something. So, of those six people, we have 191 game appearances from last year That's coming huge. back. Of those six, we are returning 1,604 points total. That's
1: huge. Look at – Wow. The numbers Man, here. He put on the, to, the glasses. He went through to, the algorithm. Trying to make
0: us a factual podcast yeah, here. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, Stop that. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Start talking about cars. That's awesome, yeah, though. That's awesome. I, I That's don't
2: awesome. really know um, much about these other guys that we're bringing in. It's hard to find about some of these guys because mm-hmm. – they're underrated in the college basketball world as a whole. Some of that is the reason they're coming to App in the first right. place. I'll know them when they get here. Sure. The only so we have a slew of high schoolers coming in. Um, we got these are the cities we got represented. Luke Wilson out of Augusta, Georgia. We got our boy Jordan Marsh. I've heard Charlotte and Hickory. I want to say he played some prep ball in Hickory, and that's okay. why that gets flagged mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, Etienne Struthers is from Newport News, which is like right outside of uh yeah. ODU area. Yeah. Um, Joshua Hayes is from Gainesville, Florida. And then we got Luke Ledford. Oh. Luke is Luke is the one that Kearns was talking about. I th- he played football in high school, and he just recently switched to basketball, and has like a lot of potential. Right, and they, like it's like unseen basketball. Like we don't know. What? There's, like he's a football player, kind of by trade, and has recently gotten prodigy. into. Yeah. So we don't know what Luke's gonna be, but he said he expects him to contribute significantly to the App State basketball program. So I don't think Luke is a fella. Oh, oh.
1: big! This
2: is big. <laughs> Ladies and
1: gentlemen, he's not a
2: fella. <laughs> And then we have one that maybe is a fella. I don't know about Dawson. (laughs) Fella affiliate. But both of those dudes are from Raleigh, so maybe they know each other. That's kind of cool. But those are all high school dudes that are coming in. Um, Miles Tate is the one that is the transfer from Butler. Um, He is from South Carolina, somewhere in South Carolina. If he would have come to App straight out of high school, he would have been our highest recruit ever. Wow, Damn. based on his wow. high school r- ranking, yeah, and then it goes down slightly after like when he hits the transfer portal, right. and he would still be in the top five of those recruits. That wow. would be the best that we've ever had. I looked at his productivity at Butler; nothing really stuck out at me. I think it was a a fit thing for yep. him where he just right he needed somewhere to be that was kind of closer to home. He could kind of take more of the lead on some of the stuff. So. Based on what I can tell, Miles is going to be a contributor, like, from day Hell one.
0: Well, I mean, awesome. in, in, you know, being on a staff like that at Butler with Thad Mata, like, this guy's had some experience playing Big East basketball, playing some big schools, you know, that's going to
2: be Non-conference huge games to have another. Even just, like, and we don't play Big East schools ever. We don't even know Big I mean, East transfers. So, you, the fact you know, that we're, you... like, he's coming in, we know we're going to Oregon state on a Tuesday night and we know we're hosting Auburn and he's played countless power fives, power sixes in basketball, like including the conference he's from. Like that's his
0: his conference tournament was in Madison square garden.
2: Uh, Yeah. I mean,
0: that's, that's all you got to say. You know, he knows what it's like to be on those big stages and big moments. And it's going to be nice having another guy who's a senior like Don in
2: that locker room that can kind of be that player coach. And no disrespect to my boys we brought in the past, specifically guards historically. They've come from lower level schools. And I'll like, yeah, forever will love Michael Modesty. Tyree oh, yeah. that was awesome. Uh, I, uh, I really For, enjoy for him. years,
0: for years, this staff has brought <clears throat> in guards from, you know, smaller places yeah, and had it, great success. I
2: love that as a like plan for us, you know, it, especially short term fixes that we need. Right. But like the ability to bring in someone that's got. From what I can tell, I think at least a couple years left. And be able to, you know, get him closer to his family, let them come up to games and bring in all of this just college basketball experience that we just simply do not have. Like yeah. so that's encouraging. Um, the only other player I have not mentioned is Travion Spillers. Um <laughs> he led all of JUCO in blocks last season, according to Kearns. <laughs> What? <laughs> we're gonna have a
0: block party out here.
1: What? Slam. Da Yes. <laughs> what? Dude, him and Justin gonna be
0: fighting. See, down see, there, and now, now, before this episode, we were like, oh, we're a little confused as to why the Sun Belt's ranking us. You know. Right. Now I'm sitting here like, let's go, yeah. well, let's, let's go. Let's
1: touch on that, and this can be, you know, part of kind of your uh, your intel on on Spillers. But what is your take on the hype? Around at this year. Why are we second in the coaches poll behind JMU? Why are we number one in the Ken Palm ranking? Why are we getting buzz that we've probably uh, maybe we got in the SoCon days, maybe like decades ago, but certainly not in recent memory.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. So from my perspective, I mean, I, th- I think it. It's gonna sound like his coach speak, but like Kern since day one has been you know very much about like the good days add up. He said all these little things about you know like wanting to be scrappy. They want to make them hate playing App State. All of these things they are like, like he is a program builder. He did it at Presbyterian. He's done it here, and we are finally getting to see like these are his guys. These are all dudes that he recruited either the first time. Like I, he said about Miles Tate that he gave Miles his first D1 offer, and it was to Presbyterian. Wow, and so been so, keeping tabs on this guy, right? When he saw that name fly back, it was yeah. familiar. It was like a, you know, how you, how's it been? How's you know, how's life? Wow, you know, so
1: that connection probably helped pay
2: you know, off later thing. on, yeah. And so he's like, they've always gone for players that the previous coaching staffs would never have touched from a recruiting perspective, and maybe that doesn't help you now. Maybe that like. Maybe you don't see the fruits of those labors for another five years, but like he's got eleven of the twelve scholarship players chose App as their first college team.
1: Damn!
2: So Miles Tate is the only player really? that is on wow. scholarship that did not choose App as their first school.
1: That's got to be rare for
2: in this a day, day and, and
0: age? A, Well, a Sun Belt level, reg- anywhere that's rare. With the portal, with NIL, where we're at, it's so hard to build your roster that yeah. way these days, especially as a mid-major. Yeah. Wow.
1: That's, that got me hyped up. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm ready. So that's, <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Right. So, I mean, maybe, I guess based on what you're saying, that's an interesting idea that, you know, building that program, the fruits of your labor finally paying off, it feels like that belt title that, what was that 2020, 2021? Yes. Yep. That, obviously, it's a welcome title, but that was ahead of schedule. By
2: far. And I mean, we won probably... four games in four well, days. And right.
0: if you think about it, too, like that roster was a lot of players that did not start it at during the
2: Kearns era. If you think about that that core that was part yeah. of that, it um, was Delphin, it was Forrest, and then he brought in all And like, mm-hmm. so like, right. you have, like, you none of these, they ended up all being Kearns dudes. But they didn't start that way. right? Don is a perfect example of, like, opted into a COVID year to get a last year with Kearns. He right. knew that he this was his shot to host an SEC team. He Like, all these little things, they add up. And, like, we are finally, like, we got poached for the first time out of our staff this year. Yeah. We lost a head coach to a JUCO program. And then they finally moved up. Who is now officially Coach Faye. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. Yes, sir. he's been the director of basketball ops, I'm pretty sure, since Kern started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's a long time to be an ops guy. And but he's th- finally an assistant coach. Hey, there so, there like, is
0: nobody that, that deserved it more. That we have uh, officially
2: got like an associate head coach and mm-hmm. Frank. And so like we got we got guys on staff that have chosen to build their lives here. And, right.
1: Like, They've been with Kern since Presbyterian. Most of, yeah, and so he's the, had most, most of them that's of the same staff.
2: And I think he hired one new guy this year, and it had Clemson ties, and that's his alma mater. So, like, that makes sense. Like, yeah. these are dudes he's found and learned along the way. Um, and so, when you lose dudes, like, you got to go find new dudes. And yeah. he has a, that's a, a great point
1: seeing a leader like Donnie choosing to come back to play for Kearns one more year. Kearns' staff has been riding with him for years now since he was at Presbyterian. That goes a long way. That speaks a lot to who Kearns is as as a coach, as a co-worker, as a teammate, that people are willing to – they're in it for the long haul
2: with them. That's huge. And I'm just going to come out and say it hasn't always been the case. Like, we have we saw some scandal at the end of last year. Yep. Um, Dabaji was very unhappy with the way his career yeah. app ended. That was it, unfortunate. It, the
1: way Debaji's tenure ended was yeah. was unfortunate. Yeah.
2: I, I agree because I really enjoyed him and that. Cool. That picture of him shooting a three at Louisville is one of my favorites. Masterpiece for... behind him. Oh, oh, of all
0: dude. time, oh, dude. And I think <laughs> you know, I think part of it too, and we talked about it on the podcast a lot. It, I think with Dabaji's case specifically, there was a lot of scheme fit problems, and I think the emergence of Justin Abs there too, you know, kind of made it hard to play, you know, Abs CJ and Dabaji all on the court at the it was same time.
1: Like, like good problems.
0: Right, like it was. Yeah. If it, it was, you know, Justin Abson's ready faster than you might have thought right. he would have been ready. And are you going to give? We got too many bigs out here. Right. right
1: now. Are you going to invest in that first year player that is doing great, developing ahead of schedule, or are you going to give those minutes to a grad transfer? It's you know, right? It's probably right. worth the investment in that younger guy, right? More so than the grad transfer. And I think he debaji certainly may have been just kind of a victim of circumstance. He was an excellent seems to player, be. but there are just other dudes that had more eligibility uh just they were just rising faster than i mean we weren't even necessarily looking for to to grow you know it's mm-hmm. a grand transfer you mm-hmm. were there to just perform do your job put up numbers and, and help the team win but with a justin Abson or any of these other young guys if you have a chance to make this kid grow from freshman to senior year to like a conference mvp caliber player right wouldn't go that why way. wouldn't you
0: yeah you got to yeah. invest in the future
2: yeah, I, I agree with that. But I, so my whole perspective on Kearns and staff, and the, the way that some of these players that we've grown to love have ended up leaving, sometimes very suddenly, yep. with a lot of without a lot of noise about why or when or how, I think a lot of that is really the standard that he's holding these players to, and I think that it's something that a lot of them did not see, especially in those walls before he got there like they they are held accountable for what they do on and off the court what they're doing in the classroom what they're doing in the community and i mean th- another thing is that he takes them everywhere he takes them on like so many cool excursions like yeah. it, we'll, we'll be in atlanta to play georgia state and he'll take them by like the martin luther king house museum thing that's like he's Just recently took him to a military base, and apparently, a lot, a couple of our players have military ties in their family. So, like, they're teaching basketball to military vets and also learning leadership from them. Like, it's like he's putting them in situations to grow as people that they wouldn't have gained otherwise, even if it's just taking them to the little mountain coaster and Banner Elk for the day like <laughs> yeah. the dudes right. love it like I see it all over their stories and like yeah. Just I mean, build the I, we got one of the best TikToks ever from the Yet. at uh, the Grandfather Mountain Animal <laughs> exhibit last year that was amazing so like you know like that it it, it all adds up and like maybe you yeah. don't have dudes that stick around for it but maybe they're not built for it and that's not a slight to anyone that's gone like I respect especially in the day and age of the transfer portal like right. you're going to go where you're going to need to go and that's just how it goes these days but you know i think overall he we can finally look at this team and say that like we have one transfer that's technically too if you count our JUCO transfer. But like we have one dude that picked a D one basketball team that wasn't at the first time. Well, and
0: didn't didn't I will say didn't Tyree Boykin try <clears throat> to transfer last year before figuring out he had no eligibility left? That did happen. Did. That did happen. Did.
2: It yes. it did make it back to me that he was like in the transfer portal and then very soon thereafter. Another tweet came out that was like he doesn't Um, have any more eligibility. He's going to Israel. How did you lose count, buddy? But yeah, um,
1: and and another name that comes to mind, RJ Duhart.
2: Yeah, Donut
1: Duhart.
0: Don't I? Golly, I miss (laughs) him.
1: That's a that's one of the transfers that has probably. That, that hurt, hurt me that hurt the most, most
0: cuz he was on he was a member of death squadron right. like it was
1: he did great um i i think maybe that was just similar to debaji a circumstance where other players were doing better you know and i loved rj i think his biggest strength was that intangible uh he played with so much passion and he was out there uh, you know, he was shit-talking, but not to a point where it took away from the team. No. Nah. He was just getting, it just kept you fired up. You know, watching him in that turning run, getting a, a rebound, and he'd, ah! <laughs> he'd scream, and he flex, like, stuff like that is huge for a basketball Only
0: team. basketball player I've ever seen where Jordan 1s in a game <laughs> <laughs> it was RJ Duhart. Shut up! Wearing Jordan Ones for games after the after the championship year, I was like, "What is going on?" He looks cool, but I've never seen anyone do this. Like wearing converse for me
2: personally, the hardest one to watch go, and I still to this day don't know why. I don't need to know why, but it was Kendall Lewis.
1: Yes, I have not thought of that in a while. Kendall Lewis, man.
2: And I have, you know, he he's gone on to, to play for more D one basketball. Yeah. So, like, w- whatever happened, I, you know, I hope that he's moved on.
1: Wishing the best. God love him. But, but that but, is a mystery.
2: Yeah. <laughs> sure is.
1: For better, or for worse. Uh, so the talking schedule. about talking about the players that we brought in. Uh, only two transfers. You include JUCO people that are coming back. Talk about the schedule. What are some highlights on the schedule that people should be marking on their calendars?
2: Big time, yeah. I mean, so like, we start November second or seventh, excuse me, a Tuesday. Um, it seems like we're back on that six thirty, home train. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna break the news now, and it is what it is. They're doing it for the for the high country locals, and I get it. It just. I guess they've kind of, in my opinion, it seems like they've accepted that a weeknight game is just not going to be attended by people from the Charlotte area Ew. or the Triangle area. It's just, it's so like yeah,
1: a, you cannot make a 6:30 App State game unless you leave Charlotte by like
2: two, three, yeah, three at the latest, right? So that's that's tough. But we start the season against uh, a no-name team. It happens. Wow. <laughs> you won't even say their name.
0: Oakland City. They're the street
2: from you. They're the Mighty Oaks. I just found out they are in Southern Indiana, he right, mighty, mighty, right outside mighty, of Louisville. <laughs> but I'd never heard of them, and I've lived there for almost three years. So Man,
1: he ain't heard of them after three years. That's all you need to know,
2: folks. I don't yeah. mean they're not real. It just doesn't mean <laughs> that they have a big marketing budget. It's like <laughs> it's like how we feel about Pfeiffer here in Charlotte. <laughs> I forgot forgot about You forget Pfeiffer's
0: right up the street in Salisbury.
1: (laughs) And then I just looked. I'm sure you're about to get into this. We play NIU in the Sunbelt MAC Challenge. Now, correct wrong. The inaugural. (laughs) That wasn't set in advance. That's determined by preseason rankings?
2: I'm fuzzy on how the first one is. I don't know if it's based on preseason or if it's based on last Last year's rankings. Last year. I think it might be last year's rankings. That could end up being a really, really good matchup for us. So for those football heads out there, that one is, I believe, at four Eastern, the same Saturday as the Georgia State Georgia football State. game. We don't know the time of that one yet. Two thirty, it... got us to
1: today. Oh yeah, two thirty. So or two o'clock, I
2: think. For that exciting fourth quarter, some of us will be double screening. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that'll be really fun because this is our first test, and I will say that like we typically. It's usually a second before we get like a decent mid major matchup. Yeah. And not that this one has a lot of ties to home, but this is bigger than us in that regard. Like, we do a really good job of scheduling teams that our fans would care about. Yeah. This is like, this is for strength of schedule, and it's so good for the Sunbelt and the Mac. So, that first game, we can do some more research and figure out how they determine it. Explain
1: briefly what this challenge is because I think it's a cool concept.
2: I mean, to my understanding, they're just they're matching up like like-minded, like-playing teams to to boost the strength of schedule. So there's two per season uh, this year, at least for the first year, and so that first matchup is already set, but the second one doesn't happen until February 10th.
1: Right, and this is between the Sunbelt and the MAC. I think it was announced announced in the off season. Basically, they said we're going to form a partnership. Every year, we're guaranteeing we'll play two games, and we believe the first one is based off either last season's uh, final standings or maybe preseason picks. And then what's really cool is that we actually have a game midseason where the opponent isn't set yet. February really, 10th. Yes, that's what's interesting. So that, I assume, is based on current standings to where it you could be. have a – the number one team from both conferences Mm. playing. Mm. That is awesome. I think that is something that college basketball does way better than college football. A lot of it just logistics. Having your top teams play in the regular season. Basketball has entire tournaments to start the season where Duke's playing Gonzaga, UCLA is playing some other good team I can't think of right now. <laughs> UConn,
2: right. UCon, so, so, North Carolina. Right. I mean, that's awesome. So we're sitting in a, in a place where theoretically our strength of schedule can get better—an enormous boost in the middle of the right. year if right. we have done. And well. that's so, the yeah, the thing. not available it's, to everyone. It, right, and
0: that'll help. I mean, that helps both conferences. You know, yep. right now both are, are right. kind of a one bid league. Right. You Both have are trying to, get to, to build consistent yeah. net ranking, you know, and, and yeah. that—that's the way you do that is you pair your best teams against each other to get those high net Matt, you know, get those Q one yeah. games.
1: So I, I'm going to say something that we may have never said on this podcast. Shout out Keith Gill.
2: I was actually about to say those same words because it's it really is like they, uh, it's kind this of innovative. is this is something that. One conference, most likely both conferences, had to take initiative to make some. Well, like yeah, that's happen. what
0: I'm saying. Let's not give Keith Gill all credit. Let's give John Steinbrecher of the Mac. Oh come on! Plenty of credit Ooh. where credits due. I love John Steinbrecher. He's very nice, nice man. I've had <laughs> I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple times Ooh, at the Bahamas James Bowl. James.
1: No, he's
2: Keith very Gil? kind.
0: <sighs> Keith Gill, man. Yeah, Keith's
1: the man. We love. I've never said anything. We love Keith. Anyways, Keith's our man. I can't lie about that.
2: If, if doing no if, if he can fix the bowl tie ins, hey, I want
1: them for life.
0: Nah, man, let's get the St. Petersburg bowl added.
1: Let's play the Charlotte bowl at Jerry Richardson Stadium this year. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so after the MAC challenge, Yes. Which is the and to announced opponent.
2: I've already posted it on my social media The Beebs. The beefs.
1: Oregon State. We're beefs. headed
2: to Corvallis. Huge. So a couple things of note of that game. It is a Tuesday, November 14th. It starts at ten PM Eastern time on <sighs> the late night Pac twelve network that is almost <laughs> gone. And <laughs> It's a joke, it's a
1: joke, it's a joke, it's a joke It's a, yo,
2: joke. Yo, yo, it's yo, a yo, FUBU free membership Fubu, trial
1: right. Fubu, Wait, not <laughs> FUBU FUBU FUBU's a dude on Shark Tank That's his clothing line his For name? you by you FUBU Hey, get your FUBU
0: on da- Damon John's brand Get your FUBU,
1: Fubu on Fubu. Get you no. some
2: FUBU jeans Now streaming the C-Dub <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm excited about this game. I think it was two years ago. Oregon State had a pretty deep run in March Madness. Yeah, as like a as like
0: a 10 seed. Yeah, sounds right. Um, And they only they only made it because they won the Pac-12 tournament that year too.
2: So this is from what I understand. I mean, we play in Northern Illinois on a Saturday, so they went and sought out Oregon State to like just keep going west. So they're going to stop in Northern Illinois. Okay, manifest destiny. Road. We're going man, to the yeah. coast. James K. Polk, yeah, right role. here, yeah. man.
1: Damn, James K. Polk, a local. We're,
0: we're doing oh, the man. Lewis and Clark road trip right yeah. here. Yeah,
1: shout out. That's sick. I like Oregon State just because they're. I think they got cool branding. I, I like agree. It on during football, and third downs, they have a chainsaw.
0: <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's really cool,
2: actually. Yeah. Cool. I uh, I think <laughs> like whenever the further away you get from like the East Coast, I just I'm really plus minus on the schools like. I don't care anything about a school in Arizona. Like, either of them. And that's not any hate. I'm sure there are really great people. But, like, I'm just uninterested. Like I I, I agree. agree. Oregon State's one where I can buy in just a little bit.
0: (laughs) The California schools, I could not care less about. You talking about the ACC on this podcast? (laughs) Yes. Our (laughs) Atlantic (laughs) Coast friends (laughs) out in Palo Alto. So
1: Oregon State.
2: Yeah, we go to the Fort Myers tip-off event. Is
1: this? A bracket? Can there be a third
2: game? or is this It is not. And here's so what there handshake. are. That's why
0: it's a tip-off event, there, not a tournament.
2: There are two events. We are a part of the lesser event. So as it stands now, there is a tournament that's going on on the same court that weekend between, I think, the smallest school is SMU, another ACC school. West Virginia, two other ones that I'm not going to be able to remember. Oh um, those yes. games are being played on FS1.
1: So these are like the consolation games
2: without our even games, losing. Our games, our games are not like you, currently yeah. slated for any sort of television. Like we're starting this, with the consolation.
0: Th- this games. sounds like a. <laughs> it's, this sounds like a yeah. We've got the court available. Y'all can play if you want. So the lights will be on.
2: What I will say. Are both at noon. What I will say positively about this event is that it's a it's a neutral site for us. So that's like a, a fun, unique thing. We're like, we want to play as many neutral sites as we Traditionally, can. Traditionally,
1: we don't do well at all with neutral sites.
2: The
0: the uh, game that's been lost to history versus Vermont that we lost on a buzzer beater oh. that no one ever saw a couple of years ago yeah, that comes to mind. Yeah, we I listened to the radio, radio
2: broadcast, which sounded pretty darn bad. But yeah. I was actually driving through the mountains that day too, and uh, Dang, it was like a, hey, bro, that's the, the, the only way I'm to get that? from home to home.
1: <laughs> I feel like we played in two tournaments, right?
2: We yeah. hosted one last year. Don't even talk about that. It's the exact same concept. Don't don't All the teams are going to play each other. There's three of us. It's only UNCW, Murray State, and App, which I think if we had to pick random mid-majors to go play, I think they're fantastic. UNCW
0: had a really good year last year.
2: And Murray State is only good because of an App alumni. Yeah, the the fighting Matt McMahons. I mean, they're no and more then, Nah, he's killing it over. Yeah, it. I mean, <laughs> just just the thought that we maybe at some point could have had John Morant. It kind of hurts my heart. Could have had But uh, also, I mean. We did have Devontae Graham. We did. We yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. We did. I remember, mean, Jim,
0: banned. remember Coach Fox's quote saying that uh, it's better for both of us to, mm-hmm. to let better him go? Better for both of that us. That definitely it, ended up better for everybody involved. <laughs> Definitely everyone. I
2: got an older version of 2K where he still plays for the Hornets. And the man's a bucket. Let's go. (laughs)
1: So after the Fort Myers tip-off, round robin, consolation games.
2: We get into some pretty serious... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> we into some pretty serious. I mean, like mid major games. Serious which, Austin P. the home Austin here. P. Is not going to be anything crazy, but I will say that ETSU has continued to be yes. a really fun. Game. That, that game. has been a very competitive
0: match magi- uh, matchup ever since the the first one I can remember is was, uh, was it? it Patrick Good? Patrick Good, mm-hmm. who tra- who played for us as a freshman, then transferred to ETSU, then showed up and beat us on our court last mm-hmm. the year after. Yeah. That was probably what eighteen. Yeah, yeah, but we
2: took it to them last year. Mm-hmm. We did. And um, ended up in the top ten. And top
0: 10. it's going to be Greek night, which is, I know,
2: just a huge, huge. thing huge. Um, at App. App State, huge. Big time. <laughs> Anyways, but, so <laughs> a, a, Honestly, a fun thing to note about ETSU for people that wouldn't know is that Kearns is from Kingsport, Tennessee, yeah. which is like right outside of ETSU in Johnson City. So his dad still lives in Kingsport. I think that's part of the reason that he's so comfortable here is he's got really good access to his family for his kids and that kind of stuff. But also, like, he grew up, from my understanding, watching Tennessee and ETSU basketball. So, like, for this, this is, like, his hometown team. This is, like, he loves to go to Johnson City, and he loves to host them. And so I think as long as they'll have us back and forth, I think we are going to continue this. It's an hour down the road for people from Boone that want to go. It's an hour down the road for them to come and fill our stands. Like, It's as good as an out-of-state, non-conference game can get, in my opinion. But that's uh, November 29th on a Wednesday at 6.30. (laughs) And then that uh, following Sunday is the big one. Mm. Coastal. (laughs) You know it would be Troy if it were a Sunbelt team.
0: Central Penn. Oh wait, that's, no, that's the next one. That's Tuesday. <laughs> Auburn.
2: So I will oh, say God. that it's hilarious. So obviously There's we're Pearl. talking about the Auburn game on December third at one p.m. on ESPN two. Um, but
0: that's crazy that we're gonna have hilarious. a TV truck broadcast for yeah. a non-conference
2: game in the home center. Yeah, never done before. Fun stats about that because apparently I got them today. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. The only time that the home center has ever sold out was the opening night. I, we hosted UNC. Our coach at the time, it was a UNC alumni, Buzz was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, that was in 2000. That was the fir- first game of the year. Um,
0: I think that's the first. That's the first game of the
2: home center. Yeah. Yes, first game of the yeah, year. Yeah. First game of the home center. It was 2000 November in 2000. Yeah. Um, we sold out then. The only time I, I even know of that it got close is when Steph Curry came yeah. to town with Davidson. Yeah. I think that was that, in the six or sevens. Gray seats as far as the eye can see. A lot of gray seats. A lot of gray but seats. But not then. Not this day. No. Not December 3rd.
1: And fun fact, <laughs> uh, if football team, if we can run a one-game win streak, okay, if we can keep it going, we pretty much have to run the table, right? win, win out. Uh, if we win the East... In this, in the faraway scenario where we host the Sunbelt Championship, that is on the Saturday. That is on December 2nd.
2: Either way, we can hope to be in it. And even if it's on TV, we can just have a good old time in Boone. We That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. If we're in that, that could has potential to be one yeah. of the most fun weekends in that yeah. fan. In a long time. And, I mean, it's really cool for Auburn. Kern said that he asked a lot of P5s to come do this. Bruce was the only one that would say yes. We had to give up going there twice, but like that's still right. good for no, us. No, that's good. Um, so, I mean, really, shout out to him for that. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's people talk about how hard it is to schedule P5s in football. It is harder to get them in mid-major basketball because if you're not a consistent Q1 net team, or yeah, like P5s don't want to play you. Yeah. Because they like what? What do they have to gain? You're actively right. not really going to help their net ranking at all. Like they're especially for, for a school like Auburn that might not win the SEC, they're looking for whatever they can take to boost that net ranking to get an at-large spot. Right, right. Um. So, I mean, that it's a really special thing. Um. It's cool that Bruce Pearls agreed to do it. It's going to be a real special day for, yeah. for us as as Mountaineer basketball fans. Yeah.
2: All I want for that day is for you all to show out so that I can have a really sick print of – Oh yeah, panorama. Center. Yeah, full, I oh, yeah. need it. Yeah, yeah. And this is the opportunity. Well, just We're wait. Yeah, do just wait like to take. Stand.
0: Wait and take the picture until about five know. minutes into the second half, because that'll be the time Will walks in.
1: Got him, bro. This is, this is my. This is. Our
2: show, <laughs> yeah.
0: You about to call it your show, huh? huh. I mean,
1: don't want to say mine. So yeah, people will be like, yeah,
2: because eh. I want to say whose studio are you sitting in. Uh,
0: Dusty,
1: what are some other non-conference highlights?
2: Yeah, well, I wanted to just touch up on Auburn just to tie the boat. The game before that for them is Virginia Tech, which could it's their ACC-SEC challenge. Um, that's in Auburn, and then the following game, while it is like a full six days away, it's. Indiana at a neutral site, mm. so those are games that you could potentially be looking forward to. Like you know, whoever we knows sk- what you look over with the VT, app game the before Louisville last year, the last P five that app basketball beat was VT. Mm. So just interesting stuff to go note on. there. Um, back to the app schedule um, from there. From Auburn, we do knock ourselves down a peg. Um, we go to or we play. At home against Central Penn, not even... A barn burner. uh, They could be... And then
1: after Central Penn, I'm excited for this. We play at Queens, who just recently, last two or three years, move up to D1.
2: Yeah, they're scary for me, if I'm being honest. Um, They were pretty decent last year. I've seen some preseason stuff from them. They
0: took Marshall. I mean, they gave Marshall the business.
2: Makes me think that they are going to be a, a team... For real. So yep. it'll be fun because, you know, Charlotte's our biggest alumni base. It's not UNC Charlotte. For whatever reason, that didn't happen this year. Um, but, you know, still going to Charlotte and playing what should – I mean, I'm not going to say should it. Be a sellout. I've, the arena is relatively small. so it If app fans show right. up, they, that we right. can sell it out. Yeah. Like, Un- until
0: last year was a D2 arena.
2: It is a, a Wednesday at 7 p.m. So, like, you know, we don't – know what that's going to happen what that's going to do to oh, attendance but
0: it's going to be back. because it's going to take you at two extra hours to get anywhere you know gridlocked myers park traffic
1: yeah
0: that's going to be one where even here in charlotte we're gonna have to leave at you know 4 45 <laughs> to get to a seven o'clock game three miles away
2: yeah. i will say as soon as i got in the car from gastonia to here the gps like just kept yeah kept growing like, yeah, yeah. But f- from there is an al- also a really fun one, I think. We're playing Gardner-Webb in Greensboro. It was scheduled as a, neutral I, site? as a neutral site game, but they didn't know where. Right. And so I think everyone said that it was going to be in Charlotte. And I think that they were trying to. I mean, it's a three-day turnaround, so I don't know if yeah. they're planning on staying here or if they want to go like bunk with CJ's parents in Huntersville. I, I don't <laughs> know what they're planning to do, but... Um, they're going to go to Greensboro, which I think is cool because you're going to end up hitting another major you know, alumni hub. And yep. then that next game is the one and only inaugural Hickory Hoops Classic. I'm excited for this one. We're hosting UNC Asheville. It's I'm pretty sure in the JUCO basketball gym, mm-hmm. which I I looked up a picture of, and it we've played in worse in D one. So yep. I'm not like super worried about quality of you know where we're playing. It's going to be a Great basketball court. They'll be fine. Like in the tournament last year, UNC Asheville is so legit. Yeah. I actually I put out a list like sometime in the off season of just non conference games or non conference teams from North Carolina that I would like to see us play, and I'm pretty sure UNC Asheville and Wilmington were ones that we just hadn't seen in a while that I really wanted to see in the next couple seasons, and we got them both, and they're like really unique games. Like we have multiple with three different neutral side games we've already talked about this year. So I mean that's like if nothing else maybe we don't do well on them but we I would rather not do well against Gardner Webb and Greensboro than not do well in you know the tournament and another neutral site game right. The end of the season. right so that's what we're trying to prepare for yeah um, so that's I mean, but that's the last game of the non-conference right.
1: schedule so in going into Sunbelt belt conference play what would you say are the top 3 teams that will be the biggest threat other than Troy
2: it's so hard. Who we,
0: who we manage it's, to avoid. It's so hard. No, we don't. We
2: go there. We go there once. Luckily, we don't have them twice these days. Now that they've moved to the West. Right. Yeah. The the other oh. stair takers Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see this year. Anyway, I, I mean, it for me, it's kind of hard, if I'm being honest, because I feel like it's kind of like throwing darts at a board this early on. Like, w- there's so much turnover. In, I mean, there was no one at the end of last season that would have said we would have been number one in the Kimpom. So like, how am I to know what's going on sure. at ULM? Yep. You know, like it's just like there's, right? It's really, it's it's really hard to tell until you get to catch some of these non-conference games, see how they do against the MAC opponents. Like, by the time we get to December thirtieth against ULM, we should have a good idea of what the Sun Belt kind of looks like based on their non-conference schedules. If I had to throw the darts, I would definitely say JMU. Um, I. I don't. I've seen some hate towards Marshall. I think maybe they lost an exhibition to someone they shouldn't have. Oh they, yeah. they lost to like a D two team.
0: I yeah, think. there's been a couple. Yeah. Well, Southern yeah. lost a, their. They lost a, an exhibition to a D two school as well. Oh, they Southern did. definitely did no, to did. Augusta. Marshall,
2: yeah, Augusta. God
1: Marshall. Bless Augusta. Marshall. We need to double check. Southern definitely lost uh, an exhibition.
2: Yes, Marshall may
0: have I love this season guy. where we talk about secret scrimmages where nobody yes. knows, and it's like I've leaked. <laughs> Did the, you the see schools. the um,
2: the Tennessee Michigan State graphic they put out after yes, the it game like, it doesn't count or you that know that was beautiful. Yeah, so, <laughs> that know, was beautiful. I, I get it. Like I mean, you're, it doesn't count. You're trying to get reps, um, but i I still, I still feel like I would put Marshall at the top of this list. I they've since joining. They've seemed to really have a basketball culture. They do. Um and so I, I don't know. I, I trust and believe in them slightly. Um and I'm just looking at our schedule here. Colson still has
1: th- the same coach, right? The ostrich farmer?
2: Yeah, or? yeah. yeah I feel right. like there's a lot of but, wild or, cards, like
0: like the Troys. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Richie Riley Burn the Boats is always a wild card where they get hot Last late. Chance, you. Yes. Something they, like that. Those dudes will, will just start gelling late and go on runs. They Same with Georgia do. State.
1: They always do. That February South Alabama run is something to be Which studied. Which is
0: great that we play them in January. <laughs> I am very happy to play South Alabama January 4th. Yeah,
1: You can you can count your uh, count on South Alabama always streaking in, in February and going into the conference five seed minimum. right? Five and up.
0: Right, um,
1: Troy. Of course, since Kearns got here, they just have his number. We just cannot consistently beat Troy. I think we beat him. We beat him a handful of times the last few years. Yeah, but, I would I mean, say what
0: was it? The 2020-2021 season. When they
1: had like three conference wins, and two of them were us. Y- yeah, like stuff like that. That one hurt. Yeah.
2: just hurt. Uh, I would say that we are down in the series since Kearns joined, but yeah, he has definitely gotten multiple wins over of them. So yeah, know. yeah. It, Coastal is
1: always going to be tough that's uh, that's probably like uh, uh, our truest like pure basketball rivalry rival. yeah Southerners rival just because they're in, in everything a rival Georgia State's rival because they're really good historically but Coastal is like beef it's like you know it, it's personal like I, think
0: our, I mean that's one like of the Miami that's Coastal. one of my favorite basketball games I've ever watched was during that Sunbelt tournament run in oh, 21 yes. That that game with Coastal was amazing
2: yeah <laughs> It was, and then we even get like that iconic block that we had against Coastal. Yep. Yes. I, think, I guess that was two. I want to say it was. Was it Forest in that picture? I, I don't, don't know. I don't remember. I would have to go back and look. We'll bring yes. it back out around the Coastal game. I'm yes. sure it'll it'll yeah, be rotated yeah. through yeah. Twitter. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, like th- there there have been some crazy moments, of, specifically against Coastal and Southern, like yeah, and those are going to continue like I, I there's a big difference in playing close games in basketball and playing oh, yeah. football like right. i expect to be in some barn burners this year like yeah. i really do like any of the five players can go off on any night like it, it's just how the sport's wired yeah. so you know i expect to to really i don't know well, i expect to show out in the sun Belt yeah. this year I right, really do. right i just i think we're going to end up on the top of some of these games i just I, I know for a fact that, especially if we're coming out this hot in the beginning, they're not taking us lightly. Right. No.
1: What would we... How about to, to wrap it up, let's all kind of go around and pick who we expect to be the team MVP. If we had yeah. place our bets on who's going to end the year MVP, who do we think it's going to be? Parker? Who, what's what's the name that comes to mind for you?
0: Uh, team MVP... I think you gotta say this early on, especially if he takes a step on the offensive end. Like any step, it would be Justin Absen. My dark horse is Chris Mantis. Ooh. The dark horse, if if Money Mantis puts a package together, yeah, he's got. I think the poten- the most potential out of everybody to turn into like a conference player of the year. He's yeah. the guy that, that has kind of all of that together. So, uh, realistically absent, um, Dark Horse Mantis I like.
1: Okay, we'll, we'll do realistic and Dark Horse.
2: I like it, because I, I had two as well. Okay,
1: <laughs> for me, realistic, you got to throw Donnie in there, right? He truly is old Greg now that he's here for his ninth season. Old Greg <laughs> with third leg. So you got to have Donnie up there at the top of your list. Um, if, if, even if he's not you know, MVP necessarily, he's going to be Mr. Reliable. Yeah. Right? He's always yeah. going to put up X amount of points, rebounds, lead the team on the court. Like He's that guy. Right? He has been and he will be.
2: A stat that I didn't say that I would like to say in this moment is you have that permission. he led the team in field goal percentage, free throws, steals, assists, minutes, but also fouls and turnovers. Carry on.
1: Interesting.
0: Wow. Interesting. That's uh.
1: Wow, okay.
0: That's, a, that's loaded.
2: So I would say you got to
1: consider Donnie. He's got to be in the race. Justin Abson is... If I'm being a realistic dark horse selector, I think Justin Abson falls into the dark horse category because he is so predominantly defense. And I, from like a Sunbelt perspective, media perspective, a defensive guy... Is not going to be MVP.
2: He has to a you. lot more game to add before he could make right. that. Right, you got to put up I hear numbers. your point. I see. Yeah. I
0: see what you're saying.
1: Right. So I think a dark. My dark horse would be Justin Absen. Realistic. I'm looking at Donnie. I think Terrence. If he continues what he was doing towards the end of last season, if he just ramps that up even more, we're looking at an MVP candidate. Um, and then. I don't know. Got to look at CJ. The 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 opportunities that had in the off season, going to Dame's camp. I think that's huge. Um, so if I had to pick one,
0: yeah, I would I was say you're gonna name the entire starting lineup in this segment. I
1: would say I'll go Donnie. I'll go Donnie. A boring pick, just because it's the obvious one. But so what was your I'm official dark horse? Justin.
2: Okay, so I Don was all first team All Sun Belt. CJ got third team.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Absent did not even make honorable mention. Right. Stupid. And Disrespect. And so I think from that perspective, I think that Don is a probably the most important player yep. in a lot of ways. But I think that CJ has the potential to be like a legitimate MVP this year. He just like his ability to spread the floor is like, just right. something that we've never had from a vet like this. And no. so like we can keep absent down low because he's a GOAT and have CJ moving the floor. I just think that like if CJ's shot is consistent, if he's able to to get a couple assists a game and maintain his rebounds and that kind of stuff, I, I really do think that he could be like the realistic MVP. Um as for a dark horse, I'm gonna go with our new guy, Miles Tate. Mm, wow, with the butler transfer. I okay. like it. I like it. I like
1: that. Now, that's a dark horse right there. That is
0: the darkest of horses.
1: Shoot. We're sitting here talking about dark horses being like people that we know are exceptionally good. <laughs> Dusty's over here going, I never seen this dude play. T- I'll take the butler guy. <laughs> I don't even know what he looks like. He's my yeah, dark horse MVP.
0: I agree with that. C- <laughs> CJ is such a unicorn, and it- it's so weird that we've got this team where we play we play a guy who's 6'8", lower. You know, We almost play him as a true center in Absinthe. Yeah, And then you've got... You know, this this seven-footer yeah.
2: <laughs> that we play as, like, a stretch four. Right. Yeah, It's and, very weird. And that's why he's got NBA potential. Because right. Because that's mm-hmm. the size of a stretch four in the NBA. Yep. Or even a, an undersized four in some capacity right. sometimes. Right, So, like, I, I just, I really do think that if he can, like, I think he's heard the noise, too. Sure. Like, if, if he can respond, like, he's clear well, not as MVP. And he just, like, he doesn't lead in a lot of statistical categories, but he's in the top four in almost all of them. Right. And that's where it's just right. like. Like he doesn't. He's not doing one thing better than everyone. He's doing everything consistently, usually better than everyone else around yeah, him. Right. So I, yeah, that's CJ. huge.
0: Well, especially, I think he translates so well to the NBA, where you've got so many bigger guards that are taller and lengthier. So, you know, he's not playing so many little guys, you know. Him next to a LaMelo ball isn't that, you know, right, that right, size yeah. mismatch if they got switched onto each other.
1: Yeah. So, Dusty, in closing... Do you have any comments, things we should be looking out for, things to expect, um, just any general thoughts you want to share about the program and about the exciting season that's coming up?
2: Yeah, I mean – The tantalizing um, oh, ESPN Plus. <laughs> <ESPN> <laughs> well, we're back here third. at a
0: basketball game at Appalachian State. <laughs> oh, that dude. We didn't
2: even touch about our, our – <laughs>
0: Our Plus broadcast. Well, what are, what,
1: are, what are some things that fans should be keeping an
2: eye on? Yeah, I mean, look for – explosions like i mean they're they're gonna i mean like <laughs> Look, like i like around the around the rim this year i think that we are going to be explosive yeah. Um uh, yeah the ability to like just use your bare hands to put the ball on the rim is like we're going to dunk on people and, my, like, my
0: favorite play in the Athlete book is called punch
2: mm-hmm. and that's what it is it's just like, somebody dunk dunk like just, and i like if our Three percentage can pick up there will be games where it's just flying like yeah, right we are throwing it from everywhere so like it will be the most ex- according to what i'm seeing Uh-oh. it will Ooh. be the most exciting app state basketball team that this school has seen in a long long time yeah <laughs>
0: since 2015 2016 at least
1: what happened that year Why was that so exciting
0: uh griffin kinney threw a oh. ball against the side of the backboard and it hit him in the face twice <laughs> I've never seen another team do that. Same player on one team. You know exactly what I'm talking do. about. He tried to do like a sky hook and both times it hit the corner <laughs> of the backboard. You like know not, not like the corner of the front Yo. of the backboard, like the
2: actual where the ninety degree angle is and just You take that scenario and the free throw from Western from all the those worst years free throw back. Ever. Yes. And you start to understand the battle that Kearns put himself in when he right. took this job. Yes. And where we are now and like unbelievable
1: yeah
2: i just like to you just got a ring and we're rank. just
0: we're competitive like
2: yeah we're we, i just want to be at least a little relevant it's just in our conference at least yeah. like right that's all like i right. just don't want to know that my saturdays are going to be spent watching bad sports <laughs> i'm so thankful that it's not man yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, well, Dusty, thank you for coming on, even though you probably would prefer to be home right now, uh, considering everything. But we appreciate you, <laughs> yeah, using this uh, this, this time to to take a trek over
0: to Gold Room Studios. Come
1: through. Hope you enjoyed your stay at Gold Room Studios. I did. Um, appreciate you docking us, uh, me adding to that docks as well. Yes. Appreciate that assist. Yeah. I mean, uh, all I did
2: was strike the match. You poured the gas, <laughs> man. <laughs>
1: Uh so everyone follow Dusty Corns. Go ahead and spell that out for
2: everyone. Last name is K-O-R-N-S. How do you spell First Dusty? Name's, I yeah, mean, I mean what? I'd I maintain a level of followers that I'd like to have.
1: D-U-S-T-Y-K-O-R-N-S. That's how you find him. Since I just, you want to
2: gatekeep your own account. I'm not gatekeeping my account. I just <laughs> He just but, doesn't want the weirdos that listen to our <laughs> podcast. The <to> issue is <laughs>
1: <laughs> he does want Goldheads, money is a cow. You right. want to do nothing with goldheads? Right. Everyone
2: knows how to spell dusty. I misspelled corns on purpose. So like.
1: <laughs> Thank you for coming through. Appreciate your insight into the program. Uh, make sure to hit him with a follow. Uh, if you have any basketball questions, send it to him. He'll get back to you within three hours. Uh, we'll <laughs> no, I
2: question. will not. Yes. yes. Yeah. I will try and hit you if you have an actual question. I don't know everything, but I, I'm, I'll try to help you.
1: And he'll know it in, within three hours. How about that? That's I'll service do, with the smile. a right Right. If I
2: need to. Right. <laughs> and
0: he'll always end a message with a smiley face, yes. no matter what.
1: Yes, maybe a winky face, depending on the question.
0: Right. Uh, Tongue yeah. out emoji. <laughs>
1: Appreciate everyone listening. Uh, Saturday, Marshall football. We'll uh, finally detail soon. We'll do a McAdoo's meetup.
2: On the uh, net.
1: I, I'm going to try to find uh, someone in the, in the kitchen who knows how to make a Mr. McDoo burger, and uh, I'll eat it live. And,
0: and I will eat a McAdoo's wing for the first
2: time. Yeah, apparently they're good. God bless Mr. McDoo. Yeah,
1: shout out Mr. <laughs> Mr. McAdoo himself. Macadoo That was his name, McAdoo.
0: And have a macadoodle day.
1: That's right. Appreciate you listening, folks. Ripping a rib.